may be seated this morning. And we come to our time each Lord's Day morning where we, we spend a few minutes working on our, uh, our catechism questions. And again, these questions are intended as a help. Now, our focus is on our, our young people here, our, our boys and girls, uh, our young people, but it's also for our adult kids as well, for every one of us, because these are, are, are wonderful reminders of, of just core theological truth. You know, one of, the, one of the takeaways I have seen over the last couple of weeks, and this has kind of baffled me, but it, I mean that in a good way, is that um, since we've started this, um, it has been mostly adults who have come to me with wonderful questions and insight and thought, and, and even some comments of, you know, this has been helpful, it's clarifying some things for me. And, and that has only, I think, uh, solidified, you know, how, no matter how old we may be or how long we've been walking with the Lord, man, we need some core basic truths. We need to make sure we've got the solid fundamentals of faith set in stone. And uh, I've just, I have enjoyed some of my conversations with you adults about these uh, questions as you're working on them through the week. So all that to say, um, I rejoice in how the Lord is is continuing to teach us no matter what our age is. And so this week, we've had the opportunity to work on question three of the catechism, which is simply, how many persons are there in God? So let me, let's answer it as a congregation, all right? How many persons are there in God? I want to hear these young voices. What's the answer? All right, three. And what's the full, complete answer? Very good. I heard these young ones going. There are three persons in one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what, as in these catechisms, we're being very intentional to get the full question and the full answer. And out of that full answer, we want to derive, yes, there are three persons in the God. Let me ask, is there any one of our young people here today who wants to, I, I, know, I know most of you know it, would you be willing to boldly give it a try on your own, the question and the answer? There might be a treat in it after church if somebody does it. A frosty. <laughs> I can't promise that to everybody, but I mean, for mine. <laughs> Let me ask my boys over here. How many persons are there in God? Very good, very good. Anybody, any of our adults want to give it a try? Maybe you've learned it this week. Anyone have the question and the answer? Not to put anybody on the spot, just to give you the opportunity. How many persons are there in God? There are three persons in one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's good. Well, this week we turn our attention to question four. The question is, how and why did God create us? How and why did God create us? And the answer is, God created us, male and female, in his own image, to glorify him. All right, let's say that together. I'm going to say the question, and then you repeat the question, and then I'll say the answer, and you repeat the answer. And we'll do this a couple of times together just to familiarize ourselves with the question. Question, how and why did God create us? God created us male and female in his own image to glorify him. 
Let's do it one more time. I'll say it, and then you repeat after me. How and why did God create us? God created us male and female in his own image to glorify him. That's, this is awesome. Now, y'all all sound great. I wish y'all could hear these young people down here on the front row. They are doing awesome. And Layla, I mean, she's shouting it out over here. This is awesome. Very, very good. Well, let me take just a few moments. Let's talk about what this is about. In our homes, we'll be discussing them. In Genesis chapter 1, God tells us that God created us in his image. Verse 27 of chapter 1, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, what's this all about? He made male and female in his image. Now, here's something that we may not know. A long, long, long time ago, when kings would conquer an area, a land, a foreign land, once a king conquered it, that means that king is in charge of that foreign land. All the people of that foreign land have to give their loyalties and their allegiance to that king. And ideally, a king would go and conquer this land, and then he'd go conquer another land, and then he'd go and conquer another land which is wonderful for the king. He gets a lot of land and a lot of people, a lot of their money and their loyalty. But the problem is there's only one of the king. And he can't be everywhere at one time, the physical king. And so what the king would do is when a king would conquer a land, they would put a statue of, of that king in that land as a reminder to the people, this is your king. And when he conquered another land, they put a, an image or a statue of that king in this land. And in this one. And so the people knew this was their king. Now, that's kind of the backdrop here when it says that God made us male and female in his image. It means that when God created the whole world, God created you and I in his image. Now, we're not statues, right? We're not pictures. We're living people, but we are made in the image of God in the world so that we go about the world to show the world this world belongs to who? To God. He's the king, not you. And that's what it means to be created in his image. So that means, especially for some of you young ones, in school maybe you hear things about evolution, that male and female, men and women were created and we just kind of evolved out of nothing. No, we were created in the image of God for a very specific purpose, to show the world, to show our friends, to show our neighbors, our family, who the king is. Who's the king? Is it us? No, it's God. We're made in his image to show the world his glory and his greatness. And along these same lines, he's the one who made us for that purpose. You know, look at each other around the room. Man, we're different. Not just different in skin color, not just different in age, not just different, but we're different in some of us are boys, some of us are girls. God made us in his image, male and female. You know, when, when, when I found out we were having little, little kids, uh, having uh, babies, as you did as well, you know, it was a period of time you wait. You don't know, is it going to be a boy or a girl? Nobody asked me. The doctor came, now, do you want a boy or a girl? Ryan and Dylan didn't get to choose whether they were going to be boys or girls. How did they become boys? God made them that way. And everyone is made either male or female, boys or girls, and no no one has the right to say, I'm not what God created me to be. We're made in his image as he designed us for the purpose 
to glorify him. What does it mean to glorify God? And some of you big kids can help us with this one. What does it mean to glorify God? To to praise him, to honor him, to make much of him, to show that he is everything. That's why we live. And these are the things this week as we continue working on this catechism question. How and why did God create us? God created us male and female in his own image to glorify him. These are some core truths. And some of you big adults, maybe you've picked up on some of the things we've just hit on with these kids. Aren't those the very things that are being attacked by the world today? Where we come from, who we are as male and female, and why we exist. Man, these are things we need to be reminded of and critical, crucial for these kids to get this pounded in their hearts right now. Well, we're doing something. The next song we're going to sing is with these catechism questions, there are songs to help the kids learn them. And so they may or may not use them each week, but we're going to sing the song together because the song is Catechism 4 and Catechism 5 that we'll look at next week. So we'll actually do this song for the next two weeks. But we're going to continue in our time of worship now. But our next song is going to be the Catechism song. So let's stand together, let's sing, and let's continue in this time of worship as we prepare our hearts to seek God together.